Hey, Stats Pack, welcome back to the podcast. We're going to be talking about news out of Patriots Camp, College Football's Alliance, uh, some NBA, F1, and boxing news. We're going to start off with uh, out of the Patriots Camp. Mac Jones, now leading New England Patriots starting QB competition. So this is from Dan Orvlosky, I think so. So Orvlosky already thinks Mac Jones should be the starting New England Patriots quarterback on day one. He was expecting Bill Jelicek uh, would choose Cam Newton after the veteran played well in the exhibition game. But Arvlowski, who ESPN uses as its resident quarterback, there, said the combination of Jones' recent play and rapid improvement. I have to think the thing is, is where they're saying Matt Jones and Cam Newton are very even in the practice. Where Cam Newton is a uh, reigning MVP and Mac Jones is a rookie. And if he's even in practice with them right now, then what is he going to be if he gets some playing time? Uh, or Vlosky fielded questions about uh, the hit, about Jones on a Zoom call conference with the media who cover the NFL. With Newton out and the Patriots joint practice on Giants Wednesday, Jones made the most of his increased workout load and thrived against New York's first-team defense. I believe Cam was going to be their starter, even though I believe the Mac should, or Vlosky said. But hearing what happened today, I feel like this could be Mac Jones' job to give away over the next five or six days. Or Vlosky went on to being unconvinced that Jones, an NFL player, uh, I'm out with Jones being an honorable player during the college offseason, completely sold him as fit as a patriot. Because of villain, make good decisions quickly. He called him the best pick in the draft when New England selected him number 15th. A lot of people were high on Mac Jones. Mac had been, I had not been one of them. Mac had been what I thought would he would be. And Mac is my third favorite quarterback coming out of the draft this year. People said, he asked me why. I said, dude, he just plays fast. He's never in a hurry, but he's fast. He's never physically fast, but he plays fast. Okay, dude. I believe in today's game, a great attribute for quarterback is playing fast. It's a, such get a the ball of your hand game, making quick, smart completion, uh, completion driven decisions, and he did those really well. Yeah, as long as you stretch the field out a little bit, right? Otherwise, you're gonna have Jimmy G on your hands where he doesn't know how to throw the ball down the field. That's the guy I've watched play. I called Alabama game a couple times last year with the stories that could be how uh, maniacal he was during his preparation. The stories would be out. About that, his personality somehow hits off with teammates, which is okay uh, with making fun of himself. Super confident in his own skin. Okay. Big alliance, college football's ACC, Big Ten, and Pac-12 alliance. Breaking down the lingering question. What are the goals of this alliance? The buzzword defined the entirety of the announcement was stability. Well, the announcement included a hefty dose of a lofty rhetoric from nebulous scheduling. Plans to be a big picture of Ains plotting into the fate of collegiate model against the real goal of the group is to stabilize a listing ship. While Phillips takes his desire to stave off another round of conference realignment, Klavikov said the Pac-12 is still considering expansion and will announce the decision whether to add teams by the end of the week. Uh, yes, do it. The bigger issue is the stability of the collegiate model, the lack of national guidelines on name, image, likeness, the Austin case, NCAA's constitutional convention realignment. New TV deals and all part of a larger feeling of tumultuous tumult within the college landscape and the hope is that this alliance could tap the brakes on how quickly that changes. Is this just a handshake agreement? Not a coincidence that a trust became a key talking point among these commissioners. The lack of trust followed Texas and Oklahoma's decision to join the SEC was a springboard for creating the alliance and that's underlying reason why other leagues are not currently involved. Klavikov even joked out the information surrounding the Pac-12 playoff expansion hasn't changed since the idea first floated. The bigger reason for gentlemen's agreement is that no one really wants this to be formal. For one, Alston case is about the forefront of everyone's mind. All right, so what about the marquee cross-conference scheduling? 
It's clear that the ultimate goal is Phillips that we're bullish on scheduling. Elevate the national profile of all our teams by playing from a coast, playing coast to coast with college fans across the country as the beneficiaries. But as far as timeline, nobody was just going to go there yet. So this is all in response to Oklahoma joining Texas and SEC. <clears throat> they need to fight and they need to fight together against the SEC. And the SEC is just sitting there probably laughing, uh, watching everybody else struggle as they as they pretty much blossom continually, picking the top programs out and uh, you know poaching them and, and joining the program, uh, the SEC conference, excuse me. All right, this is the uh, something on the NBA, a way too early deep dive on the 2021-22 race. Uh, we're, we're talking about the odds here. MVP, notable sleeper picks. Trey Young at 1,700, plus 1,700. So you bet a dollar on Trey, you get 17 back. You bet 100, you get 1,700. So there you go. Uh, you get 17, no, 17,000. Damn, that's pretty good. Uh, I doubt Trey Young will be the MVP next season, but it may be worth a flyer after coming off an impressive playoff, which he led Atlanta Hawks to the Eastern Conference Finals. Young may finally have morphed into a true superstar in his own league. Next up, Devin Booker, even higher odds at plus 2,200. Similar to Young, Devin Booker really burst on the scene during his postseason. For a Phoenix Suns team that made all the way to NBA Finals, Booker had some incredible moments throughout their run, including a 2 40 point outings in the finals. Maybe worth to like put down 10 bucks on them. James Harden plus 2200 odds, same as Devin Booker. Be more motivated ever to win a title, especially with Harden, who, unlike Durant Irving, hasn't won a title yet. Next up, Jason Tatum at plus 2500. This one's a long shot, but hear me out. Say we have, I see another injury real season. Joel Embiid plays only 40 50 games, and Nets and Lakers aside the rest are three superstars on good amount. Um, that would be a big stretcher because. Because of uh, his teammate Brown, who uh, MVP odds uh, Chris Paul plus ten thousand that ain't happened. You're just gonna throw away your money at this point. Let's go to the favorites. Luka Doncic plus three fifty. Obviously, uh, next up KD plus six fifty. From that, Steph Curry plus seven hundred might be a good bet right there. LeBron James plus eleven hundred. That may be a stretch at his age. Joel Embiid. Let's see where Joel's at. Plus 700, Joel teams, uh, seems to burn out towards the end of the year. So that hinders his chance right there. I know the MVP. Okay, let's touch on versus, uh, sorry, F1 real quick on Max Verstappen. Max Verstappen, Verstappen, excuse me. Max has no concerns for 2022 as Red Bull continues development. Max said he has no concerns over Red Bull's continued development of its 2021 Formula car despite its. T- uh, title rivals Mercedes planning full focus on 2022. Um, with overall the technical education stress for 2022, most F1 teams opted to end development of their current cars early in order to capitalize on gains early in the new rule cycle. Mercedes brought its final update of the year to the British Grand Prix in, Ju- uh, Grand Prix in July, but Red Bull has opted to continue developing its car. Yeah, go for, like go for the championship, man. We're stopping Curly Chelsea behind Lewis by eight points. I think he's the I think he's the favorite to win. Max at the uh, uh, at the top of the drivers' championship, while Red Bull sets twelve points off Mercedes, the head of the overall team standings. Red Bull team boss Christian Horner said that it was not in our culture to give up on the current season and and, and development early, and he felt the balance of the twenty twenty one twenty two season was about right. Speaking exclusively of motorsport.com, Dutch's edition, Verstappen echoed Horner's thought and expressed his confidence in the resources that Red Bull was putting into next year's car. All right, everybody, that's all I got for you today. 
Oh, actually, real quick, I forgot about the De La Hoya. Uh, more or less, he's just more, you know, blundering nonsense where he's not focusing on him. I think it was a match with Canelo Alvarez. And then I think he's focusing more on some other dudes that he wants to fight out. Stupid. That might, that might be. Uh, whatever. Um, actually, let's see what he said here. Uh, let's say he says aims to call out uh, Floyd and Tito Trinidad for rematches. Let's see here. Oscar De La Hoya come to the census, sort of. The 48-year-old is still going ahead with the return ring against Vitor Belfort. And uh, De La Hoya recently told the media that they could call me crazy, but I miss getting hit. I mean, Vitor might kick his ass, honestly. But he stopped calling out Canelo Alvarez. De La Hoya said a while back, perhaps more than once, he would certainly be open to fight with a superstar at his peak. He used to be good friends with him. Well, yeah, at his peak. But cocaine, drugs, you know, more drugs and alcohol get to your head a little bit. All right, everybody, thanks for listening to uh, the Stats Beast podcast. I appreciate you guys. Uh, if you know anybody else would like to listen, go ahead and share it with them. Make sure to follow, subscribe, whatever. I'm trying to grow the podcast a little bit, but for everybody who's stuck with me, I appreciate you guys. I really do. Okay, thanks. Bye.